You're listening to teaching from Castle Hills Christian Church in San Antonio, Texas. More information about Castle Hills Christian Church is available at chccsa.com. Have you ever noticed how God often moves us from here to there spiritually? How often He challenges us to grow, to transform our life. He wants to transform our life. He doesn't want us to stay stagnant. I I like to say He often throws us to the deep end of the pool so that we'll depend on Him. In 2020, our, our theme is Engage. And we're asking you to put your faith in action. To be actively engaging God in every aspect of your life surrendering everything to Him and trusting Him. This morning, we're going to look at the book of Exodus. And so if you have your Bibles, go ahead and turn there. It's the second book of the Old Testament. Exodus chapter 5, we'll see that God's people, the Israelites, are under slavery by the Egyptians. And God raises up a leader named Moses. And Moses and his brother confront Pharaoh. And they say, we want to go and worship our God out in the wilderness. And Pharaoh says, I I don't know this God. I don't know who he is. And and you guys are just being lazy. And there's no way I'm going to let that happen. And so not only that, he makes it even harder on the Israelites. As they're making bricks, he says, no more straw. You have to go find your straw, but you have to keep your quota. Well, of course, this made it very difficult on God's people. And the Israelite foremans began to get beaten because of this, and they began complaining to Moses, and, and Moses is discouraged. And, and if, you, if you look in Exodus chapter 6, God responds this way. He says, Then the Lord told Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. When he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let the people go. In fact, he will force them to leave his land. God's going to physically move His people from from here, they're in slavery, to freedom. And if you keep on reading, we're going to see that God and Pharaoh have this showdown. Pharaoh thinks that he's in charge, and God says, no, not so fast. And so we're going to see a series of plagues. And eventually, Pharaoh gets to a point where he says, tells Moses, he's like, get out of here. Get your people out of here and, and do it immediately. And, and they, they leave and, and the other Egyptians are saying, Hey, get out of here. Get out of here. We don't want to have anything to do with you. And, and if you look in Exodus chapter uh, 13, we see that God leads his people with a pillar of fire at night so they can follow that. And they have a cloud during the day and, and God's leading them. And, and everything seems like it's going well. But then in Exodus chapter 14, Pharaoh changes his mind. He's like, man, I just let all of these slaves go. And, and that's a problem. So he sends his army to go after the Israelites. They start catching up. And God's people look back and they see this Egyptian army. And, and they're scared because in front of them is the Red Sea. And, and they feel trapped. And, and they don't know what to do. And in Exodus chapter 14, verse 14, the Lord himself will fight for you, is what Moses tells the people. The Lord himself will fight for you. And then he says these words, just stay calm. Just stay calm. And that had to be so reassuring. And some of you need to hear that right now. 
you're you feel stuck you you have something in your life that is so big and and you just don't know what to do and God's saying just stay calm I'm with you I'm fighting this battle for you don't get ahead of me just let me lead you through whatever you're going through well if you keep on reading in the story God ends up opening up the Red Sea and God's people cross it and then the Egyptian army comes and they're wiped out because all of a sudden the Red Sea closes and we see at the end of Exodus 14 verse 31 it says when the people of Israel saw the mighty power that the Lord had unleashed against the Egyptians they were filled with awe before him they put their faith in the Lord and in his servant Moses they, they saw this great miracle. They saw what God had done, how He had rescued them, and they were in awe. Uh, I want you to take a moment, and I want you to think of a current problem that you have in your life. And then I want you to say this out loud right now. My problem is not too big for my God. My problem is not too big for my God. The Israelites, they had an army behind them, and they had the Red Sea, and God took care of them. And you are God's child, and God will take care of you. He, he will walk you through the uncertainty of school, of your job, whatever you're going through in your job, of your finances, of a troubled relationship. Don't tell God how big your problems are. Tell your problems how big your God is. God is so much bigger than your problems, and He will help you, and He will walk you through it. If you keep on reading in Exodus chapter 15, Moses and the Israelites respond with worship. And, and, and they're so excited that they're finally out of slavery. And in verse 1, uh, they, they express this worship. They engage God uh, with the song. It says, I will sing to the Lord, for He has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. Verse 2, the Lord is my strength and my song. He has given me victory. This is my God, and I will praise Him. My Father's God, and I will exalt Him. Verse 3, the Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is His name. We have a God that's a warrior. Yahweh is His name. He is walking through whatever you're going through. And then let me skip down to verse 11. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord, glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders. That's the God that we worship. That's the God that we are engaging. And, and, and I don't know about you, but I'm in awe of God. I, I, I'm in awe of how God works. And Pastor Jeff Henderson says, when your story connects with God's story, it leads to a greater story. Isn't that what worship is? It's humbling ourselves and saying, God, you drive the bus. You lead me. I surrender every aspect of my life to you. It's responding to God with admiration and thankfulness. And this might be through singing. It might be through reading the Bible. It might be through prayer. It might be through fasting. But you can't help but be in awe of God of how He's working. You, you, you might see a beautiful sunset or a sunrise. You might see a sky or you might see uh, a beautiful mountain. And you might say, man, my God made that. My God is just awesome. And, and you just can't help but worship. Now, some people make worship into uh, an event on Sunday mornings. 
You, you watch on TV or you come to the drive-in service and you sing a few songs and you read the Bible, you hear a sermon, you take communion, you, you give an offering, and, and that's worship. And you, you had your 30 minutes, 45 minutes of worship for that day, and, and that's basically it. But worship was never meant to be limited to a few minutes, to 30 minutes or 45 minutes. No, worship is a lifestyle. Worship is a time that we're constantly looking for opportunities to connect to God, to connect to His story. This week, I want you to try something a little bit uh, different uh, that I believe is a form of worship. Uh, maybe it's a different way to normally engage God. I, I want you to journal over the next seven days and, and see how God's working in your life. There, there are no rules. Just write a letter or several letters to God about how you're feeling. Maybe you feel like you're stuck making bricks right now, and, and tell God that. Tell God that you maybe you feel stuck the, between the Red Sea and the Egyptian army. And, and maybe that's how you feel. Maybe you feel that you're in awe of God because you've just seen Him work in some miraculous way. And tell Him where you're at spiritually and where you would like to be. But look for how He's working in your life. Worship and engaging God is not always pretty. There's messy times. But our God is big enough to hear whatever you're going through. There once was a TV commercial of a man who had an arranged marriage, and he was struggling with that. He had been in America for, for several years, and, and he began second-guessing this, but his family tradition was to have an arranged marriage. Well, on this day, he was to go to the airport, and he was to meet his bride for the first time. And so he gets dressed up, and he puts a tie on, and he looks his best, and he goes and picks up flowers. But as he's waiting uh, at the airport to see his bride for the first time, you can tell that he's not excited. He, he's doing this out of duty, not because he wants to do it. And then he sees his bride walk through the airport for the first time. And all of a sudden, he saw how beautiful she was. And he thought, this is a woman that I want to get to know. This is a woman I want to pursue. This is a woman that I truly hope will become my wife. Well, what changed? He saw her for the first time. And I think some people, they end up worshiping God out of duty. They go through the motions. They sing songs. They come on Sunday morning or they watch on Sunday morning because they think they have to. But when you get to that point where you actually see God, where you actually engage Him, where actually when you surrender everything to Him and you let Him work, that's when amazing things happen. That's when transformation takes place. And, and so I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you to take time to engage with God. I want to encourage you to journal and see how God's working in your life. As you journal this week, I, I hope that you'll see God, and I hope that you'll connect to His story.